Winding down, Squeezer, we are uh, in the final days of Halloween. I finally caught up to myself. Yeah, it's where it's the week you thought it was. Yes. And we're recording this early, and it's going to be an early release on a Monday night or Tuesday morning, depending on how late we go tonight. Uh, well, unless we wrap this show up in four minutes, it's going to be a Tuesday morning. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't count Tuesday morning oh. till I wake yeah, up. Yeah, when does that start technically? Like, is it like four, five? I like, I think like, it, it's still like, it's still what was it? It's Monday, right? So for me, it's still Monday night until like four forty-seven. Yeah, for me, it's four forty-eight. All of a sudden, now it's Tuesday morning. For me, it's when I wake up. Fair enough. When I but go what to... if you? What if you don't? What if you just pull an all-nighter? Yeah, then then that then it is. Then that's it. Yeah. Okay. There's so no 447. concrete. Sure. When the sun comes up. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Yeah. I'll take that. I missed I missed those old days working like late nights, overnight. Yeah, like yeah. Twenty hour shoots and like go in at like four in the afternoon and get home at like yeah, nine, there's, there's ten something, in the morning. There's something fun about those. Like everyone's like has this weird energy about them. When you're starting work at like, uh, we we would start at like, um, see, so well, like the the pre pro crew would come in probably at eight, you know, that or maybe us. or maybe four, but the, us interns would show up with the principals uh. around like eleven, because you know they they do lighting and everything and you know stand ins and we get the principals there and then we'd be on there from like eleven to you know the sun came up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was always a cool flow. Like you could sense it, and you would. There was always a point where you're at each other's throats. Yeah, and the, like you, there was a sense of exhaustion, but around like it, it, it all depend on when the dew started, like settling. Yeah, all right. of a sudden, it like reinvigorated you, and yeah. this, like second, and then third, and like fourth winds. Yeah, it was fun, and then the crash afterwards, and then not knowing you had the if you were lucky and not have to go back into work because you, you know you got yeah. the rest of the day off because you were done at 10 in the morning and there usually wasn't much traffic <laughs> no oh and that's the it's the quietness of it and like the eeriness mm-hmm. i think that also might have something to do with like my liking of halloween like despite yeah. you know me uh, being a scaredy cat me making it very clear i, I don't like scary things but i i really do like halloween it's it's that night aspect of it too and the 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 connection to trick or treating and getting free candy. Oh yes, getting free candy, of course. We'll all forever like Halloween because of that. Anyone yes. who says like oh, I didn't like that, you might not like candy now, but bullshit, you didn't like it when you were a kid. I, I the thing is, uh, there is some candy missing from my kid's bag, and it's not her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, if, if it's there, I'm not. I I don't think I've ever purchased candy in probably 15 years. Well, there's cheese out there. There's, thank you. And smoked meats. 
Actually, yeah, again, uh, uh, in my correspondence, that's the word, correspondence. You have a, you had a correspondence? Uh, yes. Uh, Be- with, before, uh, before, co- before we get into that, yeah. that's quickly on the same subject of the sun coming up. I saw the sun come up. You know how I'm not a morning person whatsoever. No, right? no. Yeah, well, only for Enchantress will I be a morning person. I saw she ran, once again, the Marine Corps Marathon. <coughs> I can't talk. Ugh. The Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C. over uh, the weekend and uh, yesterday, yesterday, Sunday, and she kicked its ass. I can't believe she does that. I trotted around the city and the DC equivalent of a city bike. I think it's called the Capital Bike Share. (laughs) Need to get some sort of easy to say, you know, name title sponsor on there. Like city, everyone calls them city bikes. You know, because they debuted basically in New York City under Citibank, you know, city bikes. Mm-hmm. So city bikes. So we got I almost sit- got killed by one of those things. Yeah, they're da- I was dangerous on mine yesterday. I was flying everywhere. I wish I had a BMX. So I could have slid up to things like really cool. And then I tried to get one of those bird scooters. Are you aware of a bird scooter? Uh, no. Have you seen those scooters just all around the streets in D.C.? Like the Segways? No, they're. It's they, been. It, it's probably been. Well, it's been three years since I've been down there. Uh they're they're recently probably in the last year. Uh it's it's like a, it looks like a bigger razor, an adult sized razor. But okay, yeah, I've seen these. They're things they're right electric now. scooters, and you rent them. They're just on the street, and when they're dead, you leave them there, and people come and pick them up, and they charge the people get paid to p- charge these things. So I was trying to get one of those, and they fucking fly. Like you see people moving on these things. I was trying to get a it, bird scooter and like it really is the old west. Like there's <laughs> rules in place for cars or most cars cuz taxis have completely different rules than yeah. Uber. You can have any drunk asshole come and pick you up. Right. You can you can follow you're supposed to follow the rules of the road, like wear a helmet, obey all traffic laws, go with the law of traffic, no sidewalks. You're also supposed to get off your bike and walk it across the intersection. Right. Well, yeah, I wasn't doing that. I go faster on the bike. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was going to come in hot. At the f- I, I met her at the finish line. I signed her up for a massage. She got, she got on the massage table. I said I, I had to go take care of my city bike. So th- they finished at Arlington Cemetery. Okay. By the Iwo Jima statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- the closest drop-off for the city bike was all the way up back at the Lincoln Memorial. Ah, uh, so you got to get... that. There's some highway there, too. Well, you just got to cross the bridge, pretty much. Yeah. The, the Arlington Memorial Bridge. But mm-hmm. on a bike, that's not hard. But getting back would have taken me like 45 minutes to an hour. You just take the subway. It's yeah, like the I, easiest subway in the world. It's a really easy subway. But I didn't have a Metro card on me. I was in my backpack back at the, the thing because we took the subway from uh. Arlington um, back to Crystal City where we were staying. So the, the plus the subway station, I don't know. Was there, is there mm-hmm. one over by? Yeah, there is one over by Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, I just I was gonna take a bird scooter and come in hot on one of those. <laughs> I just took a cab because by then the road was open, the bridge was back open. Ah, all right. Because um, by the time I rode back down to Lincoln Memorial, um, yeah, I, this yeah, being on a bike this year. Last year I didn't get to really see any sights. You know, I've been to DC before, before but it really was in high school. And last year was the first time I really been down there since. And this because she ran it last year. This year I saw like you know, I actually went in front of Lincoln Memorial and and took a gander. Like it's like it's fucking huge. Yeah, 
uh, the Jefferson Memorial. The... Yeah, did you walk in there? Uh, no. Like no. in the rotunda? Because you have to walk in there so you can hear someone um, read it out loud for you because apparently they want to make sure that you know that they know how to read. Oh, yeah. I love people like that. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw the White House. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I would see it, but then I'm like, I'm like cruising. So the, the race goes like past, like a, it goes around the Washington Monument, like and up the mall to the Capitol, like in front of the Capitol and back down the other side, past the Smithsonian and everything. It goes past that new African American Heritage Museum. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming down like hot because they go over this bridge back to Crystal City at one point and they wouldn't let me back across it. So I'm coming down hot to cross the Arlington Bridge back to Virginia. And I look over and I'm like, oh shit, there's the fucking White House. <laughs> huh. Did more importantly, did you stop in at GCDC? Mm, is that that grilled cheese place? Yeah, it's right down the street. Nah, I, I, I mean, if you're if you're gonna look at one built going to one building while you're down there and you're on Pennsylvania Avenue, you're not gonna get a grilled cheese at the White House. I did the one th- the last thing I went to before like the marathons to the, the DC was the Holocaust Museum. And uh, the day prior, that horrible tragedy happened in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I felt bad. I was, I was passing the Holocaust Museum, heading to the bridge. And that ah, just stinks what happened. The flags were all at half mast, too. And you got to wonder, like, how much, how many times we're going to have to fly these damn flags at half mast. Just everyone just listen to our podcast and be happy. Yeah. Think of cool shit. Think of cool shit, not horrible shit. But it was really nice. DC is a great, great little city. I know how much you love it. Oh, I yeah, and I'm sure there's people that live down there that think I'm fucking crazy. But yeah. if you realize how cheap I am, and that I can get a, I just like to wander, and it's a good wandering city. Oh yeah, I would. I don't know how. Are you fond of bike riding? Yes. You guys should rent city bikes. They're cheap. Uh, yeah, but the only problem there, I like to stop and poke in at everything. So I'd be like having to ditch a bike everywhere I go. Yeah, but if you bring your own chain with you, they, there's pretty much a bike stop, like a place to park your bike everywhere now. Am I Bill Paxton and Terminator? <laughs> yes. I just assumed you had a chain with you everywhere you went. And a pad- uh, uh, and multiple chains and padlocks. I figured it wouldn't be a problem for you. Uh, sir, uh, why do you have a bunch of large empty cases, chains and padlocks, duct tape, gauze, saran wrap? I work no, in, no, no. It's it's too clunky and heavy. I, work, I prefer I work uh, in a, television. Uh, a, a pillowcase full of doorknobs works so, <laughs> much, so much easier. And if you get tired, you have a pillowcase now. <laughs> full of doorknobs. And, and if you have you know, um, a door that doesn't have a doorknob, uh, you know, as long as you have enough in there, you know, don't go crazy. Don't like, you know, do the entire neighborhood, you know, giving people doorknobs. But what, what are you like hanging around hotels when they're refurbishing to get all these doorknobs? Yeah. Same place I used to get my TVs. Oh, <laughs> that's true. I forgot that fucking story. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, her and our friend Ross, who writes in the show, he ran with uh, Enchantress. They kicked ass. I was like. Um, following him around on the bike. I was getting some good tracking shots. The iPhone gets really stable shots. I almost killed a few people while I was doing it, but... Next year, can you go full peewee on your bike? 
What do you mean? Do a full Peewee cosplay. Oh my god, that's genius! Yeah, and that's how that's how you uh, spend the day. Because it was red. Those those city bikes down there are red too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If if they look like that, they're you're pretty close. Oh my god, that's and then brilliant. you can charge like five, ten bucks to get your picture pictures. Taken. You yeah, can be like one I'll, of those creepy Elmos. And I'll say I'm donating it to the cause, and you know, absolutely. And of course, you're not. It's <laughs> well, the cause of rad years. I won't say what the oh, cause is. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great After idea. After operational costs. Yeah. So her and uh, uh, the team RWB, which is the social group that supports veterans that they belong to, you know, a much more credible and established and esteemed group than I would ever, you know, I'm a part of. I'm part of a television creators, which were just a, low, a group of lowlifes, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, or some of us are, you know, uh, no, I was going to say some of us. I was going to say uh, there are people that are quite brilliant. Uh, and then there and then there's us. Mm-hmm. True. Which most of what you see is, is people like us making the schlock that uh, fills 23 hours and 59 minutes. Oh, we got some schlock we're working on this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't wait. Um, anyway, you're talking correspondence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was corresponding uh, with a friend of the show, uh, Covert Nerd. Oh, yeah, he's got uh, a great podcast, Covert Nerd yeah. Podcast, right? Yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was just giving props. He, he called out, not called me out, but uh, asked, hey, was that a, a Clue reference? And I was going to talk Clue on this show, so I figured this was a quick in because it's Halloween. I want to talk Clue. We don't talk Clue enough, um, but my uh, my so hot. I just every now and then I like to throw in a, a, a Mrs. White uh, line, and I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, Patty Lapel Pins sells a uh, Mrs. White um, with the fire behind her pin. I'll have flames, to flames burning. I just I don't know what it is about that. I just always found that funny. Even even as I, I don't know if there's something there or it's just the awkwardness of it that makes it so did it funny to me turn you on as a kid because i that would make sense to me knowing you yeah who did you like the most on that show like who as a kid were you like a vet right oh yeah yeah you know she yeah. she like ballooned not to say that that's not attracted to some people but she like oddly like blew up did you ever know that oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah it's weird isn't it Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and she like uh, stands behind it too. Yeah, I know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Again, uh, creative minds that work here. Uh, uh, big beautiful woman, BBW. Yeah, but not not in that gross kind of way like you're thinking. Right. I'm not thinking it's gross. Uh huh. No, no, not not that kind of gross way, like the other kind of gross oh, way. Oh, porn, yeah. Yes, that no, kind of gross she, way. She, but no, no, like she was like, I'm, I'm a big woman and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that's and good for her. Uh, um, she was yeah, so, smoking hot, and I'm sure she still is. I really haven't seen a picture. I just read that she, I, I think it was on IMDb or something, <laughs> you know, the trivia, the weirdest shits in trivia. Uh, I ordered a pizza with pepperoni and pineapple on it. 
you know what? Sometimes you need that kind of information, and I mean, and that's why you listen to the show because that's the information. Yeah, right. If, if if someone did order that pizza in 1983, we'd probably fucking tell you. So. If, if you don't feel like reading the trivia off of IMDb and the Wikipedia, we'll read it for um, you. We'll read it to you. Just like walking into the Jefferson Memorial. <laughs> that's us. That's exactly. us. We're that guy. We're that guy. Uh, we we got an, another email from a fan. Uh, shout out to LB. She said, I recently stumbled upon your podcast doing research for a book. Uh, what book? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. book is this? I mean, great, but if you're listening to us, I don't want to know what book. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's some psychological study on. Uh, in, in, infant, infant, uh, like childlike. God damn it. On, I'm, I'm, what did Frank I'm, Reynolds have? writing the book. People with donkey um, brains. Infantile, uh... People with donkey brains, I think, is the easy way to say it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so she said she's doing research on a book, and it's been my background companion for the past few weeks as I work. I, I mean, how do you get any work done listening to us ramble on? I, I get distracted doing this show listening to us talk. <laughs> uh. She said, in her social circles, I'm always the one who knows the obscure pop culture references that no one I know cares about or appreciates. It was nice not to feel alone. Keep the shows coming. LB. Aw. So. I realized that when, and it, I'm probably like stating the obvious here to this audience, but it was in college when during trivia, and I, I talked about this before. And like the final question was, what were Alf's neighbors' names? And like real, like casual, I'm like, oh, it's Achmonic. And everyone's looking at me like, what? How do you know that? Why would you know that? That can't be right. I'm like, it is. Do it. And we won. And that's when I realized, I'm like, wow, I just have a vet. Not everyone has the amount of useless material. I think that's why Enchantress Just etched into the stone in their skull. Enchantress's friends like me for that reason. I'm like in that episode of King of the Hill when Bobby was on the trivia team for pop culture, even though he's kind of an idiot. Like he mm -hmm. knew pop culture. Like they're they go they do trivia twice a month. I'm there supporting Enchantress, you know, drinking some beers and, and throwing in an answer when it when uh, like a stupid question comes up and I can't pitch in on anything that involves math or thinking too much. No. Uh, so uh, the question was about cereal, and they're like, uh, the cereal Fruit Loops uh, is comprised of how many different flavors? Composed of how many different flavors? It's comprised, composed, compromised, comprised, comprised. Uh, and everyone was like, oh, four, five, how many colors? And they're, they're like counting the colors. I'm like, no, 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 it's just one. I'm like what? I'm like, it's one flavor. Every color is the same flavor. It's all one flavor. And Enchantress is like, no, no, trust him. He's an idiot. I get it, but he knows this kind of stuff, and it, they got it right. And I, they were, I was getting that stare, like, oh, "Who are you? <laughs> what kind of, what kind of uh, moron savant are you?" Uh, but then, like the next question, they looked to me for an answer, and it was something, you know, smart people know. And I'm like, "Don't look at me." <laughs> if we do math, I'm gonna have to take my shoes off. So. Yeah, it made me realize too, like, uh, like I could never be in like scholastic scrimmage. No, like uh, we actually have to like have like functional educational like 
core knowledge. Right. That that was the King of the Hill episode. Bobby Hill yeah. was on the Scholastic Scrimmage mm-hmm. team, but he was their pop culture guru. Yeah. And then they started like, like really making him study. It wasn't just like a hobby for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he like it was a good episode. So yeah. uh, mark that on your oh, Enchantress made these I've really cool one. bingo cards for Rad Year's Bingo. Sweet. About the nonsense you and I do every show that you could basically tick off your list. I'll put Perfect. it on I'll put it on our Instagram tomorrow uh, after I upload the show. And then I'll send you, I'll put the link on our website so you you could click and get a random one so you could play along. Um, so <laughs> mark King of the Hill off on your on your card. Um, so I got uh, before we go into history, I got some news. Okay. So uh, today it came out. Um, we all kind of knew that with the popularity of the NES Classic console, mm-hmm. um, there was those really shitty. Sega ones that kind of got re-released after the Nintendo one was so huge. But um, no one else really did one, but we figured there would be coming. Uh, So they did the SNES one. Then recently, just recently, Commodore 64 put one out. Did you see that one? Uh, I did not, no. Yeah, Commodore. And it comes with like a non-functional little Commodore keyboard. It's pretty cool. Oh, adorable. Uh when do but, I get my Neo Geo? Well, here's here's the good news. <gasps> Sony, not Neo Geo, Sony is releasing a PlayStation 1 classic. And mm. it comes out December December 3rd, 2000. It's the same little deal. Tiny little console with two controllers. Are you ready for the game list? I don't know half of these, so you'll have to fill us in. Okay. Battle Arena Toshinden. Okay. Cool Borders 2. Mm-hmm. Destruction Derby. Yeah. Final Fantasy 7. Well, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Uh, the first one or the, just, just Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Uh, I was going to go Grand Theft Auto 2. It's better. Intelligent Cube. Yeah. Jumping Flash. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Mr. Yes. D- Mr. Driller. Odd World Abe's Odyssey. Yes. Rayman. Yeah. Resident Evil Director's Cut. Yes. Revelation. Okay. I'd still prefer Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil's good. Revelations Persona. I don't know what that is. Ridge Racer Type 4. Okay. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, no. Siphon Filter. Siphon filter. Siphon that filter. game is fucking awesome. Siphon filter. I played. I played. Whoo! Yeah, I probably put more hours into that than any other game I've had on PlayStation. Tekken three. Uh, okay. It's up. Uh, no, I played Tekken two. Okay. Tom it, Clancy's Rainbow Six. I played on PC. Sorry, I was one of them. Twisted Metal. Yes. And Wild Arms. I don't know. It has a MSRP of ninety nine ninety nine. Um, I think that's worth every penny. Do you think it's Sony? So you probably you're probably gonna be stuck with what you have unless they update it. They're not gonna leave it open like Nintendo did. Nintendo didn't technically leave it open. Eh, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Sony's not gonna do that. They're sticklers for that kind of shit. Now, I'm interested. Apparently, people have found 
some hints in the copyright notices that uh, uh, Nintendo is going to put out an N64 version of one of these classic minis, which I will freaking die over. I will be obsessed mm-hmm. with. Uh, I, I, doubt, I doubt they'll get GoldenEye because Rare is now owned by Microsoft. But who knows? Stranger mm. things have happened. Yeah. I mean, they could just put a, a hard console out, just basically put out a, uh, a Zelda 64 machine. Just, just basically, it, it's Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask with a controller connected to it that you can plug into your TV. Yeah, they could, and it's going to have that and it's going to have it's going to have uh, pilot wings and it's going to have Mario Kart and it's going to mm-hmm. have Mario 64 and it's going to have Mario Party and it's going to have Donkey Kong Country 64. Oh, man. Uh so you know it's going to be uh uh it's going to be a, a strong system if if it does come out. Which I I wouldn't they would have to be stupid to miss out on that money. Uh no, I was thinking you Perfect Dark was also rare. Yeah, Perfect Dark was kind of the sequel to Goldeneye and it was rare. Yeah, that game was fucking awesome too. Oh, Wave Race sixty four, you know, that'll be on there. Uh, yeah. uh probably some sort of um they had Street Fighter on uh the Super Nintendo one, right? Um. Oh, Star Fox sixty four. Oh, there you go. Um, maybe uh, Banjo Tooie, maybe a Kirby game. Oh, imagine if Turok the Dinosaur Hunter was on there. Yes, that'd there you go. Good. That's what. You, that's how you get that in there. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking rad. Well, who produced Turok? I believe Acclaim. You're right. Yeah. Oh, what if they put like uh. Like, oh, Super Smash Brothers. That's the, another one. Yeah, yeah. Like Super WCW on there, or yeah, I, I don't. I think they. I, I don't know if it's true, but I think they reached out, and WWF to, and Acclaim don't have a good relationship anymore, so it's hard. And, and THQ. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to if like Acclaim did the original games, and then THQ did the follow-ups, mm-hmm. and THQ did that WCW game. THQ also did a. Uh, uh, no mercy, right? No mercy, exactly. No, after a work of art. Well, it was basically based on the same engine that WCW versus NWO was based on. Yeah, but they just took it to a whole new level. Well, it was w, It was yeah, Stone Cold and the Rock. So yeah, but no, not even that. Just the depth, the creativity, the the scale of the game. What you could do between story mode, creative mode, and just just it was just a massive game. And oh, then yeah. throw Game Genie on that, where you can mod a. Game Shark, there was no Game Genie for... Game Shark, sorry. Game Shark. Uh, and you could mod uh, moves. That was... I Then I liked uh, WrestleMania 2000 was another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it X8 or whatever? I don't know. It was, it no, was it was 2000. Right after No Mercy. Yep. I was working at KB when all these came out, so... Pretty big. I got them both. They're somewhere. Somewhere down here. I'm just got to build my... As soon as I'm done, now that the shop's in order... And then I, I gotta I gotta build a build our set for the rest of the week, and then I then I can use it for Radier sets. Oh, so, and my rig. So um, we are uh, 
continuing our Halloween talk as we work towards our 100th episode. We're on, what, 98 today? Are you, are you, I, I want to say, I thought 97. I'm going to look it up. Because remember, we had this conversation, like 96 minus 4, and there was some math involved. Actually, somewhere around here, I have the... Yes, uh, last week was 96. So this is 97. Wait, Wait this was the problem. No, it's not... This is 98. We did 97. We did? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at our, our... All I had to do was go on our, our Podbean account and look up a number of episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have 97. This is 98. Okay. So then 99. Okay. And then the big 100. Yeah. But uh, for now... And then we can go into syndication, right? <laughs> Get that big time syndication money. Uh, for now... um. We are finishing out our Halloween. Are we did we got three Halloween episodes in this year. Yeah, because yeah. we ninety five was we did ninety five, then Halloween commercials and spooky songs. So ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. Now we're on ninety eight. Look at that. Yeah, it's math, that's, kids. You know what? That, I didn't even have to take my shoes off. That Stephen Hawking guy was on to something. Uh, so I'm going first. We're talk. It's it's just a grab bag of Halloween, our trick or treat grab bag. Uh, and I, it's my turn to go first. So without further, oh God, sorry about that. Yep. Without further, no. I got, I got, I'm drinking beer here, kids. It's twelve twenty-five in the morning, or at night. We'll let you decide. Here's my first pick. Okay, just you know, step on my whatever. Oh wait, did you have something? Ah <sighs> no, go right ahead. Oh no, you're I, drinking I, beers late at night. I didn't know you had something. Oh wait, you oh, can't. I'm sorry, drink. I didn't. I didn't submit this for your approval. You, oh, sh what a good setup, man! Thanks. It's almost like I set you up for this. Now, did you know I was going to fuck this up and you were going to be able to use that line on me? Oh, yeah. We planned that well ahead. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> no. um, uh, is there a cooler... I don't think there's a better open in all of television history. No, that open is pretty cool. It's That's very, up there. Yeah. I, 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 I was a horror kid and then I kind of became like... I was not. But uh, I still watched it because... Felt like I had to. Oh, it was this. It was the end of Snick. It's what you did. It's how you. Yeah. Would, it's how you ended your Saturday night, and you felt so adult. Like we we talked about this mm -hmm. before. You grew up on TGIF, but once like eventually you would graduate to Saturday Night Snick, and that was like the more, and not adult. Like you're. It, it was before the word tween was a thing. Yeah. But when what would be our teen tween early teen years? Uh, tween years, Snick was was it, uh, and there was it was adult themes. Ren and Stimpy was a very adult show. This was an <laughs> yeah. adult show. Clarissa dealt with like older teenage issues. It was it, like it wasn't. Yeah, talking they didn't. Down they didn't us. treat you like a dumb kid, and, or or try and like impart morals or like a heavy yeah. heavy hand on us. No. So, um, what what uh, what do you got? Yeah, on? it was oh. Well, 
Uh, it was Halloween 1990. That uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this uh, last year as well. I, I dropped this on. But uh, a little update uh, this year, though. Uh, not that it's news news, because it's been out there for a while. But in like the last month or two, they are confirming things. Uh, they are making an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. Um, they got uh, Paramount got the rights to it, and uh, they it will be dropping uh, for next Halloween, 2019. Oh, awesome! So, uh, and G- Gary Doberman is writing it. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't uh, Paramount have the rights because of Nickelodeon. I would I think so. I, I was gonna say uh, obviously, you know, when I said that, but I I did in case I was wrong. So now that yeah, that okay. is the case. Paramount owns Viacom, which owns Nickelodeon. Which yeah. Owns are you afraid of the uh, Which owns everything. Not um, everything. Outside. Well, not everything. They're, they're like the... Oh, no. I guess Disney's the evil empire. And Comcast, now. Comcast is fighting for second place with the Universal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's not Monopoly. It's three or four massive... Uh, conglomerates. Conglomerates trying to, you know, swallow us whole. And But at the same time, we're able to exist independently. So you can't say they're running the world. If they want to swallow us up, please feel free. I will give out my routing number at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, he wants to go with a, uh, I will quote, darker and scarier uh, tone uh, that came with, you know, the the darker stuff about the series, not some of the sillier, weirder things. Um, how, how they're going to do it. So I'm guessing basically he's writing a horror movie and then just bookending it and throwing in some campfire interstitials is, I guess, what it's going to be. Well, that's pretty cool. It should be yeah. like a story told at a campfire. That's what it has to be. I mean, that's what it has to be. Cause that's, yeah. What was the secret society called? Uh, was it the Midnight Club? That's what it is. Midnight Society. Midnight Society. Midnight Club's a racing game. Um, and that, that always was like, so cool. The midnight society, like the fact that, um, and, and of course it's Canadian. So everything that comes sure. out of Canada is, is mm-hmm. just freaking gold. He had a bunch of, uh, Canada accents, Canadian accents. A bunch of Bobby's moms just sitting there telling scary stories. Oh, uh, that's Enchantress was born in Toledo and she's got that accent. She's like, oh, don't do that, you know. She's, <laughs> I, I love it. So, uh, uh, Rod Sterling would uh, be be proud of of that this movie was getting made. He'd be proud of the world we live in with Black Mirror. Oh yeah. And and this movie getting made and all the all the horror stuff that's out there these days. Oh, Rod Sterling. Why did I say Sterling? Rod Sterling. Uh, I call this story my first pick. You ready for it, Squeeze? Gotcha. song is uh i'm trying to venture a guess because it's halloween but i am am gonna say no it's from the friday the 13th nes game 
which hmm. I remember. First of all, it was made by LG, LJN, so I don't have to give out any further proof that this wasn't the greatest game in the world. But as a kid, I liked it. It kind of, um, I, I think it was a, a, a sidequel to uh, Part 7, The New Blood, <laughs> which already in 1989, the fact that we're at Friday the 13th, Part 7, uh, which came out. It's only been, what, eight years? Nine years? Yeah, they, like they basically, they're probably pretty much re- putting out one a year. Um, and uh, part part seven is actually not bad. <laughs> in in <laughs> like an. Um, oh, wait, which one was seven? Where was where? Which it, one was that? It was that? the new blood. New blood. It was after Jason lives. So, okay, let me tell you the story. I'm trying to remember, because last year I went through and watched all of them. You watched all the Friday the 13th? Uh, actually, all but the first one, just because it was... We were talking, like, Jason or something like that, so I went through and, like, scrummed through all of them. The first one And I've the seen them one. all. It was, the, like, the one, the one franchise, like, horror movies I actually watched. So, uh, in, um, Jason Lives... Uh, there's uh, Tommy Jarvis who killed Jason Voorhees goes back to Camp Crystal Lake and um, you know he's having like PTSD and all that shit mm-hmm. of, of, of Jason and he he thinks Jason returns and um, because he see he has like a hallucin a hallucination of them exhuming Jason's corpse and um uh, two lightning bolts strike him and revive him. And he he keeps telling everyone Jason's alive. And uh, the end of it, they basically, to know what we're getting at, at the end of it, uh, they uh, put an anchor to uh, Jason and drown him in the lake, Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. So uh, you would think Jason is dead, but you know, the final shot is his eye staring off into the water, waiting for an opportunity to return because <laughs> Jason's never dead. No. And that pretty much sets up uh, the game in the next movie, which is The New Blood. And uh, basically at this point, it's accepted that Jason Voorhees is the undead and he can't be killed. So he's at the bottom of Camp Crystal Lake and a young Tina Shepard witnesses her alcoholic father physically abusing her mother and she unlocks, everyone keep calm, her previously latent telekinetic powers which results in her father's death at the bottom of Crystal Lake. Several several years later, Tina, who is now a teenager, is still struggling with the guilt surrounding her father's death. Tina's mother, Amanda, takes her to the same lakeside residence because he had to find a reason to get back to Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. So her powers can be studied by a psychiatrist. Dr. Cruz begins a series of experiments and verbal, verbal assaults designed to agitate Tina's mental state, forcing her powers to become more pronounced. However, it is revealed that Dr. Cruz is really trying to exploit her powers. Uh, 
basically, Jason shows up and kills a bunch of kids. Uh, but this game is kind of uh, uh, in that same realm, and you control one of six camp counselors, and they each have like different. I guess they're all kind of the same, but they each have some are faster, some are better at rowing, and some are some jump differently. It's kind of like Mario Two. Gotcha. So it's side scrolling. And all you have is this fucking rock. And it's like an arch rock, so it's hard to kind of aim. You just can't, like, shoot it forward. Like a hammer, brother? Kind of, yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, you have to kill, find and k- defeat Jason three times. And it, there's, like, a map, and you walk around the pass. And, you, and it's it's side-scroller, but there's also, like, 3D first person. And, like, Jason will appear out of nowhere, and you'll fight him. And he'll go away if you beat him, but, you know, he comes back. And there's also, like, zombies and, like, wolves and other, like, animals that attack you. And at one point, you fight Jason's uh, mother's severed head. Pamela Voorhees' severed head. Uh Uh-huh. That was always... It scares you, the game, because he just appears out of nowhere. And he's got that uh, purple and teal, like, color palette. Which they like have applied to millions of Jason action figures nowadays to be like the eight bit version. <laughs> um, and you got to kind of find Jason, uh, but sometimes he'll attack a counselor that you're not, so you have to switch that counselor, and and try and defeat him with that. So that's that's always pretty cool. I like this game. Like people shit on it, but I always liked it because um, I rented it like four weekends in a row. Well, I mean. People shit on Jason Takes Manhattan, and that's my favorite. Oh God, that's your favorite? Is that just? Of be- course it is. Is that just because it's clearly shot on the same soundstage as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It, yeah, it's. There's like uh, one shot in New York in the whole movie, and that scene yeah, where he so splits hokey. the guy's fucking insides open and his innards come out uh, on the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I, I like it just because it's considered like the worst of all of them. I don't. Yeah, I don't, he's never in New York. But it's called Jason Takes Manhattan. You, no, you know, he's and, in he's in uh, you, British Columbia. He's in Vancouver. You like that? You like that woman in it? Uh, who's in her lingerie though? Probably. Yeah. Who has to, who has to die? Well, I mean, I, anyone that's comfortable in their own body, I, I approve of. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm jealous. When you get closer to his location, he kind of appears on the path and attacks you. Um. But when uh, you're in the cabin, he attacks like sort of like uh, it's like a punch out style fighting. Like you're the, not that it's like punch out, but like the style of pl- like fighting him is like punch out. Like he's above you, you know, and you're okay. bo- you're at the bottom of the screen. And he's coming from the top. So it's the same style, you know. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I'm following you. All right, I'm just like, but you you punch him, or are you still throwing that rock? No, you're punching him. You're punch- and you you have projectiles too. Okay. You have other. Yeah, you know, you know you punching a- Jason's not going to really do anything. Right. Well, he's punching you at this point. He later gets a knife, but in, at, at the end, you have to, you have to. But like, wouldn't his like brute strength? Wouldn't he just punch a hole right through your head anyway? He's done that before. Yeah. Well, this is a game squeezer. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. You have to light the fireplaces inside the larger cabins and when you um light all the fireplaces flashlights and torches are available uh so there's like different objectives and like goals you could reach at the game and there's a really cool like day night change in the game where different like 
enemies come out and more enemies come out as night That's approaches. Cool. So there's it's a fairly complex game for, you know, an NES game. I think so. And you, you're supposed the object is to survive three days and three nights while attempting to find and kill Jason. Okay, so you don't even have to kill him. You just have to survive? No, you have to kill him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, but you don't have. I don't. You don't really kill him. Cause, well, so if you die, and um, once all you, when all six camp counselors, you and all six camp counselors are gone, uh, it says, uh, all your, you and all your friends are dead. Game over. <laughs> nice. Uh, but if you if you defeat Jason at the end, um, it says you finally managed to defeat Jason. But is he really dead? We're not telling. And dot dot dot. <laughs> you know. So people So die. you can you can still survive you still win the game if you make it through with like one person. Yes. Nice. Okay. I like that. Like you're the final girl. Yeah. Um, or or your uh LL Cool J in the in the shark movie. Yeah. A lot of people consider this one of the worst games of all time. Uh, it is really difficult. I beat it with Game Genie, I'm proud to say. Uh, game Pro is listed as the 10th worst video game based on a film, criticizing its repetitive music score. That's and not bad. That means there's nine worst video games out there. An amazingly frustrating gameplay. Uh, game Radar's Mikhail Reperez criticized its box, commenting that only LJN would ever think to surround Jason Voorhees by Neil Va- Pastel Vomit. The box is really <laughs> horrible. And it's it's like destroy Jason if you can. It's part of their yeah. power play series. Mm-hmm. Uh it's yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, it doesn't scream Friday the thirteenth. No, no, not at all. It but looks like a trapper keeper. It kinda does look like I would have killed for that trapper keeper. So would he. Yeah. There was an earlier Friday the 13th computer game um, by Domark that was released for Commodore 64, like a floppy diskette and uh, cassette tape, but I never played it. I don't remember ever having it. Um, it, the ga- it, says, it claims the player can roam around, and freely the scenery, free, around freely in the scenery and walk in and outside of buildings. Uh, Jason, as well as other characters, do the same. It is a player's task to make sure his friends do not get killed by Jason, who often appear disguised as one of them, unless he hits one and becomes visible as a man dressed in black. Various weapons, such as uh, chainsaw and pitchfork, are scattered around the area and can be picked up. There are five levels in the game, each as you play as another character, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so our friend who we played GTA with mentioned that the 64 game, I'm sorry, the PS4 game is free. Where uh, you, you yeah. play eight I, players. I did say that. I just, and there's so One of you randomly gets played, put as Jason, and the other seven are camp counselors. Yeah. That sounds fun. I want to I get in on that. It does. I just had to clear out 150 gigs of space, though, so I could play my cowboy game. So. <laughs> All uh, right. How is that? Oh, oh, it's fucking amazing. It's everything I wanted. The, the pace, the monotony. At the same time, you, you would lose your goddamn mind. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm you, still, do not, you do not have the patience for it. I'm still playing Spider-Man, so. No, it's Bright gorgeous, and, and I love it. It's awesome. awesome. All right, well, that was my first pick, and we're, what, four hours into this podcast? Oh, just one. <laughs> All right, 
You ready for your first pick? Uh, I think so. I didn't know what to do, so I just pulled a news clip of a guy doing something douchey. Right. Trick-or-treaters and partygoers alike should have no problems finding something to wear this Halloween. There's everything from Saddam Hussein to Shakespeare. Of course, Halloween's changed a bit since Shakespeare's time. Alas, poor York, I knew him well. <laughs> See what I mean? Yikes. Huh, something, uh, some guy screwed up the audio there. Somehow. That was a really bad AB edit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, the, Oh, so that, yeah, that's, that wasn't my bad. That was their bad. That was their bad. You could tell the Nats <laughs> switch from channel one to channel two halfway yeah. through the, the package and the VO switch from one mm -hmm. to two. Yeah. So if you're in your car listening to this and that sounded weird. Uh, uh, blame a local news station back in 1990. Yeah, that was not Squeezer's fault. Um. So what I wanted to talk here specifically was, I think we talked costumes last time, right? Yeah. Uh, but now I want to talk Arsenal. All right. Because it's the one time of the year, and well, it used to be the one time of the year. Now with like Comic-Cons and stuff, it, you could strangely just see anyone walking around with swords. Um, but like just the amount of kids walking around the street just armed to the teeth. Uh, walking door to door, and it could be the sweetest kid, and you just have a bloody sword. Yeah. And asking for candy. Yeah. Oh, um, look at you. Look at you with your bloody sword. Yeah. Oh, look. And you get a little pat on the head. I was Jason for a number of years. Oh, yeah. Those masks were, I mean. Yeah. And it, 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 it was easy. I wanted to be, you, you know me, how like I like to, when we go up to like New York and stuff, like Comic Con or whatever, like I like to go like ultralight. Yeah. Like, if I can, like, I even, like, leave my, I take my truck key and I will either stash it, like, on my tire or you in have a backpack, car. so I'll throw it in your backpack. Well, you put it in my car this year. I put it, I locked it in your car. Yeah. Yeah, this year. So, like, I don't want to have anything on me. So, if I can just throw a plastic mask on and then walk around with just a plastic meat cleaver, uh, I, I'm a happy boy. Okay. I don't, I don't like to be overburdened with accessories. Mm -hmm. Um. I I am my own uh I am my own accessory. You are, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and it went from year to year, and it rarely. I'm trying to think what other costumes. So I was Jason for a number of years, and I had the meat cleaver, and I had the machete, and you'd always load it up with the really sticky blood too. Oh yeah, and you then you'd to. get like fuzz and fur on it and stuff, and it would basically look like you just have like a moldy sword. Um, I also had the double sided axe. On the little, you know, plastic PVC pipe, uh, well, and yeah, for some reason, I match match that up with the uh, the Scream Ghost, and they did that in the catalogs too. You take the Scream mask and you get a double sided axe. Yeah, why not? And of course not. Uh, but I remember going back. Um, my first one would have been my bow, my bow and arrow from my Robin Hood costume. Oh, that you were a jerk with. Uh, yes, the one that I almost castrated the chipmunk with and was very upset. Right. Um, I did not. Uh, he survived. Uh, might not have any kids, though. Uh, but yeah, that that was my, my first one. But then, uh, yeah, then I eventually had all the, uh, you know, like I said, I was Jason stuff. And the best part about that was I was in, so this would have been I was in Cub Scouts, so third, fourth grade. Uh, I believe I was, uh, 
Jason, with the meat cleaver. I was in Cub Scouts, and I was in the color guard. So we're still wearing our Halloween costumes. And now I am, I have one of those, like, uh, harnesses you wear around your neck. And then you could put the flag stand in it. So it, like, jams it in your crotch. And I'm walking down the street, carrying the American flag in one hand, and then just waving around a bloody meat cleaver with a hockey mask on in the other. Why not? God bless America. And then also, they, of course, they, uh, uh, for no reason whatsoever, and I don't know why you even needed them, uh, but those spring-loaded knives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you get for like 99 cents. I don't know why. It has nothing to do with Halloween, really. But it's an excuse to have a couple, like, spring-loaded knives lying around. And then you'd stock up on them for the rest of the year so you could play with them. Why not, right? Of course not. Uh, and then the, uh, one year I did have a, not a weapon for myself, but someone that would have apparently used on me. I One year I did wear the knife through the skull. Okay. Kind of like uh, Steve Martin with the arrow through the oh, head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I walked around with a knife going straight through my skull and just covered in blood. Um, and just, you know, walking house to house, just asking for candy. It was adorable. Uh, did you have, uh, did you go, how, like, violent, scary did your costumes get? I wasn't. I mean, I was Robin. I was a hobo a bunch of years. And I guess the oh. most violent, scary thing was a giant cigar my hobo carried around. Remember the giant mm-hmm. plastic cigar? Um, you know, or your, your bindle stick. You yeah, can always my, yeah. assault someone with your bindle stick. I had a bin. I definitely had a bindle stick. Now, did you go all out, or did you not have a hole in your crotch? <laughs> I, I probably might add all in my crotch. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, but I don't know. If it wasn't on purpose. If that's oh, what okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, and like no one had any trouble, any problem with that. My mom would not let us. Uh, it was it was like a no gun policy. You know, there are plenty of kids, uh, you know, you would have your, you know, like a toy gun. She wouldn't let us out. Uh, well, well, guns are so impersonal. That's what you always toy say. Gun. Well, yeah, I think that's what she's trying to uh, to teach me. Or she just saw Die Hard and uh, remembered uh, Carl Wislow's speech and, you know, didn't want me out there running around with a toy gun. Giant sword, giant axe, that's fine. Because most kids aren't going to have that anyway. It's just common sense. Um but yeah, I just I just wanted to reminisce on my my arsenal that I still probably even have the machete somewhere. Just because why would you get rid of a perfectly good giant plastic machete? Yeah, I. It's actually probably sharper than the one I keep under the bed. <laughs> yeah, the, the the seam on those could get pretty sharp. Oh yeah, you get you get like burrs. Yeah, the plastic. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, it's worse than a paper cut. Oh god. So horrible. Uh, good pick there, Squeeze. It's an important part of Halloween having the toy weapons. All right, my next one. I'm I'm interested to see if you remember these or not. So uh, the the clip really has nothing to do with uh, the pick. I just wanted to play it. So here it is. Ooh, the real Ghostbusters will return after these messages. We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, it's just a bumper for real Ghostbusters, but real Ghostbusters is kind of part of the pick. Do you remember, 
Entertech and LJN's joint venture called Spitballs. They're round little balls that had like they're they're empty and, and rubber, and there was like a hole in the front somewhere. And you'd squeeze them and drop them in the water, and they'd fill up with water. And you could you squeeze them, and it squirt out water. Hmm. I had tons of these. I had the real Ghostbusters ones, which was a Slimer and an Ecto one. I had the uh, Freddy spitballs, which was Freddy and his victim, which had a, a claw sc- scratch across his mouth. I had the Jason Friday the 13th ones, which was Jason and his victim. And I had the Universal Monsters one, which wasn't um, licensed, so it was just straight up monster spitballs. I'm looking through pictures. I don't think I... Hmm... I mean, you would have remembered these. I can't forget these. Chris and I had these all the time. They were part of our uh, arsenal, essentially. And yeah, I think I had the Santa Claus one. Oh, they made Santa Claus ones? These were the horror ones. I, I had all the horror ones. Uh, they, I'm sure they made more. Um, but uh, for me, it was um, pretty much the horror ones were so cool. I, I And they were like little gifts we'd get during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was actually, that was kind of on my short list. I was thinking of doing like a, you got the goodie bag. Yeah, like something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it would be weird stuff like this that you would get in there. You know, that, that's when you would get like the, the finger snapping gum kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had, there was a couple of real Ghostbusters ones. I had a Stay Puff one too. There was uh, my brother had, um, I think there was like a, a like a cop or something. Uh, I know we had a pumpkin one at some point. I had so many of these fucking spitballs. Uh, but mm. I definitely remember uh, the Freddy, uh, the the horror ones that I had. Uh, but uh, yes, they always came in a two pack. Always came in a two pack. Yeah. Uh, that I remember. I mean, I could be wrong, but the ones we always got came in a two-pack. And it was something like you'd get like really cheap, like uh, like an impulse item that your mom could just, you know. Keep you entertained? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Freddie was Freddy and Jason were so big back then, it was uh, uh, pretty much a no-brainer to start merchandising them the way they did. Look up Spitballs. Like the original spitballs were in their own kind of LJN type uh, uh, um, card, the generic card, but the Entertech had the license, so they had the the horror ones. Um, so that was the Freddy, the Jason, the monsters, and the ghost, real Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters ones were probably the most famous. They made like versions of these for WWF that weren't spitballs. There were heads. Uh, uh, on like sticks of like Warrior and Hulk Hogan and I had those too Uh, hold on let me see who made those Tim Warrior Water Gun Head Um, I just see like unboxed ones you could probably find it Uh, let's see if they say who made it I mean, look at the instructions here. See how these worked. 
what the the spitballs. Uh-huh. Yeah, hold it in the water. Yep. Squeeze it. Yep. Let it fill back up. Yep. Yep. Shoot. Put spray. Squeeze further. They spit. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, I like the simple things in life. Yeah, right. Back then, that was a toy. Yeah. And you I mean, know, don't get me wrong. We had fucking Masters of the Universe and real Ghostbusters and GI Joe too. But at the same time, yeah, you could be entertained by something like this. It, 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 you could leave all that awesome stuff behind for something like this. Oh, absolutely. So it looked like, um, I can't figure out who made it, but uh, it looks like it was just called the WW Squirt Head. And there was ones with power grips, too. But I had these, too. And um, they look up WWF Squirt Head. And there was a, a handful that of them. That Freddy one looks terrifying. Oh, yeah, the, the spitballs. Yeah, but the WWF squared heads I had, too. Um, there was all sorts of junk for, like, water gun stuff. They, they just licensed the hell out of WWF back then. But cool stuff. And uh, little Halloween present throwback from back in the day. And... Uh, all right, let's move on. Squeeze, your next pick. And special awards go to the two students who obviously had no help from their parents, Lisa Simpson and Ralph Wiggum. I'm Idaho. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> yes, of course you are. <laughs> oh, Ralph. That's right. I got it on the list. We got to do the uh, Ralph show one day. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. I'm Idaho. Um, yeah, so Halloween costumes at school. I know it wasn't Halloween costumes. It was the, the you know, a geography pageant. I call her but, Gambler. Oh, uh, God, what a great episode. Um, it was scary that I had pulled this, and then I just wasn't sure about it because it wasn't a Halloween clip. And then I asked you, I'm like, hey, I got... Talking about, like, the Halloween parades you used to do in, like, elementary school, and your parents would have to take off of work to show up and, like, pretend they gave a shit. Uh, and you're like, oh, uh, Lisa, when she's California. I'm like, Jesus, it's really weird sometimes. You share an idiot And it makes Mrs. makes Mrs. Squeezer uncomfortable. <laughs> well, she should. The, the, uh, my wife, Mrs. Squeezer, not you, Mrs. Squeezer. Right. So, Yeah. Back in the day, and they still do this, I mean, a lot, and I am going to partake in it later this week. Um, but I, not unlike, you know, those said parents that I mentioned before, I do care and do want to see my child parade around uh, in a parking lot. Um, they let us out. Uh, I even found pictures of my elementary school, like, this year, like, that this year's Halloween parade, uh, or last year's technically. I don't know if they did this year's yet. Um, they would lead us out the door and just row after row of kids. Just, and most of them just stumbling, tripping over whatever it is they're wearing. Um, half <laughs> it, half off. Some of them, they have their costume on. You get a jacket or a fleece over top of it. So what's the point anyway? Uh, down to the end of the corner. And then the coolest thing ever, they let you into the street. Oh, yeah. 
Because, you know, you have that little, uh, what's that fancy word for road that goes in front of something? Highway? No, like the where the buses drop you off. Road that goes in front of something. Yeah, like Driveway? The, the, what? Driveway? Sure, the, dri- the, the school driveway. <laughs> um, people got to, like, be really... People got to... You know what? That's why they listen to it. It's just to feel good, isn't it? Hey, That's why like, you people like this show. We're smrt are than these idiots. Uh, um, but you know what? There's a lot going on. I, I have to prioritize the information in my brain. And... Uh, at the same time, I don't do it any favors, just punching it in the in the brain with alcohol, um, punching my brain in the brain with alcohol. Yeah, um, but yeah, they would walk up the like the road where the buses would park. So now you're in the street, and that's the only reserved for the only time you ever get to do that is days where you do the uh, emergency evac out the back of the bus. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And that's the only other time you get there. Unless you're one of those losers in the front of the bus and they make you go out the door. It's like, but I want to jump out the back. Um, And then you parade around. You look around. Your parents are, like, waving frantically at you, you know, trying to get a picture of you with their either disposable camera or, you know, they can't just snap away at their phone. So everyone has, like, their, you know, clunky uh, Canon or... uh, uh, what the hell were the ones they sold? They uh, gave away on Double Dare. Uh, Casio? Did they make cameras? Did they? Uh, I'm trying. I can picture it. Double Dare camera prize. Let's see what image results show up as. Um, sorry, nothing showing up, buddy. Uh, oh well. I did find some really cool cameras. Did I talk about this? Clean out my grandfather's basement? Yes. I think I mentioned this last show, the Yashikas and stuff. Um, He's actually going to go through it and explain some of this stuff. It's just some old cool camera stuff. But yeah, uh, you know, parents snapping away and you wave. Um, And occasionally the local news station would be there to get some awkward video. And then it plays at night. And then you go home and then everyone sits around waiting to see... It's like, well, the cameraman was there, and he had the camera in my kid, so he's definitely going to be on TV. Rico um, and Konica. 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 Yes. It's R-I-C-H-O-H and K-O-N-I-K-A. Yeah. That's what you got yeah. on Double Dare. Yeah. You want to quick go through? <laughs> I found a list of prizes. Yes, always. I love hearing these. Uh, so, Sportcraft Badminton Set. Sold. <laughs> Uh, Magna bikes, bicycles, ultra wheel, ultra wheels, rollerblades, Regent yard sporting equipment, Huffy bikes, Coleman tents. Uh, I don't know the brand, but skateboards that had like the, the, the fin on the back, the singing machine, karaoke machine. Yes. Zenith television sets, (laughs) Apple Macintosh computers. Rico now, and Koenig got cameras. I'm sorry, what? These prizes, were they mailed to your, like, delivered to your home, or did you have to, like, take it with you? I don't know, bud. That's a good question. Because well, that would suck. You go on vacation to Orlando, or uh, in this case, uh, Philly, or wherever you were filming at. But let's say you're not from the area, and you have to leave with, like, a 75-pound monster 
you know, 15-inch Zenith TV. Yeah, right. Uh, the Garfield Telephone. Oh, that would, okay, that's worth the... Uh, uh, Casio Liquid Crystal Display Handheld TV 400 Television. Hmm. The GE Home Theater, which was like a boombox with a little black and white television in the middle of it. I remember that. I always thought those were the coolest. Any Nintendo Power Pad. Zenith hmm. VHS Camcorder. Cicena, uh, C-I-C-E-N-A, headphones and tape player. Smith Corona word processing typewriter. Bushnell Spectacular uh, Learn Pro- Spectacular Learn Products, which was a uh, uh, binoculars, a uh, a can. It looks like some sort of camera with a flash on the. Yeah, back. I was gonna say, what did they what did they call this thing? Because I was like, Bushnell makes binoculars. Spectacular Learn Products, and then a. Uh, What's the thing that you study oh, slides that's with? Like, cause that was their brand for like uh, environmental, like for bird watching, not for, you know. Right. And there's a telescope. Oh, look, there's a deer. I'm going to put an arrow mic- A microscope, slums. a telescope, uh, uh, binoculars, and some sort of camera. Encyclopedia Britannica's. Useful. Casio. I, I don't know what weighs more, the TV or the books. Casio guitars and, and, and keyboards. And an electronic saxophone. That's a real thing. Toys R Us gift certificates. Sold. Tyco Bandit RC cars and Shenshi Lamborghinis. High Energy by Conair, which was telephones, curling irons, um, hair dryers, and curlers that were a mm-hmm. special color that colors that energize. Tiger handheld electronics. Those things were horrible. Thunder wheels go karts. Oh, I always wanted one of those. Yeah. I also wanted one of those uh, hovercrafts you can make out of the back of the Boys Life magazine. Well, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I wanted that so bad. Uh, A Dodge station wagon. Oh yeah, weren't we gonna order those and make one? Yeah, yeah, it's one of our one of our projects. Uh, Club Med and Bush Gardens and Buena Vista Palace, Walt Disney World Village, Universal Studios Florida, U.S. Space Camp in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, uh, those were all the destination prizes. So, so I just uh, there's a video, ten and a half minutes of double dare prizes on YouTube. <laughs> this is a great world we live in. That's what the internet's for. Yeah. Um, I had a, what are we even talking about? Uh, school Halloween parades. Oh, that's right. Sorry about that. Um, I, I mean, there isn't m- much more than I can say other than there are pictures of you there. So if, if I my call to action, and I, I'm going to do the same. I've been calling Mama Squeezer, harassing her. She claims she gave me all the pictures of me, which I then question, why are you giving me all of the pictures of me? Like, don't you want anything to remind you of my childhood? I guess the answer is no. Right. Um, I guess all those flat images of me are taking up too much room on the shelf. Ugh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, dig around. Find, I guarantee you, look, there's a difference between the pictures you take out trick-or-treating and then those, uh, 
yeah, like, if, if lineups have... that you would take at school where all the kids are kind of just staring at the camera like big X at the end of Great Escape. <laughs> that's that's exactly what they're doing. If you if, so, if you do have these pictures, email them to either squeezer at radiers.com or rk at radiers.com. And um, we get enough of them. Uh, we'll make a whole blog post out of them. But if not, we'll get a. Uh, we'll put them on our Instagram. So that's a really clever idea there. Look at us doing things and thinking of things. All right, hey, here's uh, my third pick. That's not the right clip. I don't know why my clip didn't load. Hold on, I'll play it right off the YouTube page I found it on. Um, hold on, squeeze. Why didn't that load right? Uh, now it's not playing off this either. Oh, there he goes. Here it is. Marshmallow ghosts are here. Your favorite fruit flavors now have spooky marshmallow ghosts. They're the scariest part of this complete breakfast, but they're only here till Halloween. So my whole uh, thing was, uh, uh, I loaded the long, wrong cereal clip, as you can tell. <laughs> that was a Nintendo cereal clip. Um, Halloween cereals, and there's a lot of cool ones throughout the years. Now, you might think Halloween Crunch, but that didn't arrive on the scene until 2007. But in 1996, I believe, they started putting marshmallows in uh, Fruit Loops and making Halloween editions. This year is really cool. They have uh, the different spooky marshmallows, and they only have, like, purple, green, and orange Fruit Loops, even though, like we learned earlier, they're all one flavor. Um, back in the year 2000, Kellogg's put out Monster Corn Pops which were just corn pops, but they were uh, orange and, and yellow, and they had a little different flavor to them. And on the back, there were some Halloween puzzles and uh, whatnots on them. Uh, but uh, they would continue that um, craze in 2001. They had another orange and yellow corn pop cereal, but these were candy corn corn pops. And you're probably thinking gross, and I remember these yeah. being gross. They were gross? Yeah. Uh, so they, did they have the flavor of candy corn? Kind of, but or not kinda? really. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I speak for all of us when I say candy corn is gross, right? Yeah. You really didn't even have to mix with the. It was like the honeyish kind of taste. It kind of tastes like cereal. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I still hate it. Uh, there was some guy in the lab coat with like a monster face on the front of the box. Uh, and those were like you might think those are older than they are, but um, they weren't that old. Uh, and uh, 2001, and that, but then at the same count, that is that is kind of old. There was also, uh, and I don't know what year it was, uh, candy corn flavored fruity pebbles. Well, not fruity, but <sighs> candy corn pebbles. And um, yeah, they were okay, but you know. At the same token, also kind of gross. Then um, we had uh, uh, 
1999, the Post put out some limited edition uh, Halloween cereals, and they had like a really cool Halloween font on it. So it was like specifically called Halloween cereal. So the limited edition Halloween honeycomb had it was regular honeycomb with almost like crunchberry type bat and pumpkin shapes in mixed with it. So like these were a fucking mouthful because they're almost as big as honeycomb. They're freaking huge. Uh, and um, my mom would we'd get it by that day by ninety nine like she stopped giving a fuck if we ate sugary shit or not. So oh yeah. This go ahead. Uh, so they were, they were a cool cereal and had like, pumpkin. you stopped developing it. What? 15, 16. Yeah. Um, they had a, a recipe for trick or treat stack mix on the side and it was four cups of the honeycomb cereal with two cups of caramel popcorn, two cups of small pretzels and one cup of ugh, candy corn. Wow. At least you had the pretzels in there to counteract all the sugar. Yeah. Right. Well, not really. <laughs> it's just more carbs. They also True. released uh, a limited edition Halloween brew. In the same year, Fruity Pebbles, which was regular Fruity Pebbles, but it came with um, scary sprinkles, pumpkin and bat sprinkles inside. You got one packet. So create your own Halloween brew. And um, so one packet, of course, was good for obviously only one fucking uh, one, 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 bowl. one bowl, which was not fair. Huh. So the rest of the time you're just eating the same old shit. Yeah, you're eating the same stuff. Which, when you're talking about fruity pebbles, that's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, there were some cool cereals. Also, uh, you know, the, we the nowadays we have the Halloween Crunch from 2007 on, and um, you know, even though they only changed the box a couple times in those 11 years they've been doing it. Uh, the monster cereals, which of course we get the Booberry, the the uh, Count Chocula, and um, Frankenberry, which used to be a, a, a year-round thing, but now they're exclusive to the Halloween season only, which I think makes them way cooler. They did not change the box or anything about them this year from last year, which kind of sucks. But I'm hoping next year they do something good. Uh, Booberry used to be kind of hard to find. Remember that, like. Uh, Count Chocula. Well, you weren't a cereal guy, but Count Chocula. No, I wasn't. Count Chocula. I just. It was everywhere all the time. And, Frank, just... and Frankenberry were the two main ones. Yeah. And then um, a couple years ago, they put out, they re-released uh, uh, Fruit Brute and uh, Fruity Yummy Mummy. And remember, I had that box Fruit Brute because it was in like all the Tarantino movies. We mm-hmm. used it in one of our web videos for that show that shall not be named. No, no. Uh, Saying it now is like, which I watched not too long ago, and they're still funny. They still hold up. And I'll say I'd have to have some kind of redeeming quality about them. <laughs> so, yeah, Halloween cereals to me are always an important part of the, the holiday, and they've been, they've been happening forever. I mean, the monster cereals have been around forever. Not the same recipe. They took out the oat flour, and everyone lost their shit. They're not as good as they used to be. Got to have that oat flour in. But, uh, yeah, that's my, my next pick. Squeeze, here's your next pick, and I believe it also is food-related. Yeah, let's stay on the food. Mmm, forbidden donut. Well, well, finishing something? <laughs> Homer, did you eat that donut? 
Nope. Uh, you're wide behind. Won't save you this time. Hey, Bart. Hey. I like that casual hey, Bart, as yeah. if the devil and Bart are friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I had to leave. I was gonna cut it short. My God, that's too good. I have to leave that in. Yeah, you gotta leave that. Hey, Bart. Hey, Bart. Um, hey. so Halloween, you know, it's all about. You had mentioned all the cereals and stuff like that, and it's also, uh, of course, it's all about the candy. But there's also a lot of food to be had. You know, people have parties. Uh, one of my best friends growing up, his birthday was on Halloween. It was October 31st. Oh yeah. So they would have uh his birthday party slash. And tie it into like a Halloween party, you know, quite often. All right, that's pretty cool. You know, and, and you would go out and you try doing a few more theme things and stuff. And you know, like I was saying, I'm a scaredy pants, believe uh, it or not. Yeah. And uh, nothing wrong with that. I, uh, but I still love Halloween. And you know, like I said, it's about being the you know being out at night and that kind of stuff. And uh, for me, like the big thing too is like the creativity. Like there's no rules. You can pretty much do anything on Halloween. Um, for the most part. For the, mo- for the most part. Uh, y- you can get away with more. Uh, and the same thing goes when you're talking about like food at, at, like, at these parties. You can get a little creative and make it more fun. Because it, it is a fun holiday. Even though, like, yeah, Christmas is fun too, but you wouldn't be putting like spiders and shit in your, you know, in your cake. Yeah, Christmas, you got to follow some sort of decorum yeah there's decorum there's tradition and halloween uh, allows for more improvisation yeah yeah there's no no one's going to be yeah no your your great great aunt isn't gonna show up uh at your halloween party and, and be disgusted by your like brain uh cheese ball you know so yeah you can you can do kind of fun things like that and so of course, you have like your your go to like stock ones that aren't I want to say creative, just you know, like very fallish Halloween things you do. And number one, it, it just occurred to me, yeah, you, you have your candy apples, candy apples or caramel apples or even bobbing for apples. Ah, uh, bobbing does that to do happen with anymore? Do people still bob for apples. Hasn't cha- has, I'm sorry, has squeeze that bob for apples yet? Um, no, I don't want to let her put her face into water i want to make I, she's not ready for that yet i want to make sure she knows to hold her breath we're working on that does that that still happen though i don't know i'm sure it's probably like unsanitary it's like oh you can't put your face in water that other people's faces have been in you'll get facial gynecological conflopolitis <laughs> can flop a It's probably a thing. Uh, it must be. It's when your face flops off. Well, it's because kids aren't being fucking vaccinated anymore, so who knows no. what's out there. Um, but yeah, I was. that is a good question. Does bobbing for apples still happen? If you know the answer, let us know. RK at radiers.com. Squeezer at radiers.com. Uh, also, uh, you know, pumpkin seeds. I got a massive haul. So we got three pumpkins this year. We only carved up two. The little, the little squeeze that, uh, painted the third one. I will eventually, uh, gut the pumpkin brain of that one to get all its delicious, delicious seeds out <laughs> and roast those up to a fine, crispy goodness. Um, that, it's like my go-to, like 
give me an Oktoberfest and like 30 pounds of pump, salted pumpkin seeds and I am a happy boy. Maybe throwing a little cheese there too. Gotta have some cheese. Gotta have some cheese. Uh, oh, and the classic dry ice in the pump in the punch bowl. I think we talked about this last show or the show before too. Um, but that's always a go-to, especially for like the parties and the whatnot. Uh, it's just fun, and it keeps your shit cold for a while. Yeah, keeps your shit cold. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, you know, putting like I said, putting plastic spiders on anything. You can, you know, use a little icing to make a web. But, you know, and then you would just put bugs on, you know, put bugs on stuff. Speaking of putting bugs on stuff, is there anything more delicious, though, than worms and dirt? Oh, that's the crumbled chocolate cookies. Yeah, and... it's like a chocolate cake with, like, the chocolate pudding icing right. with crumbled Oreo cookies on top. And then you get little uh, gummy worms coming out of it. Right. That's when you know you're at a party. Alright, yeah. Fucking A. Also, were Rice Krispie Treats a Halloween thing? I don't think so. They weren't. In my mind, they were. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. That's just, I always associate them with that. And and before they actually, like, made them and packaged them. I don't know when that started. It's just still not the same. Homemade Rice Krispie Treats were always superior. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, we, uh, they still are oh. to this day. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, those uh, pumpkin, uh, like, sugar cookies. Just the ones that are shaped like a pumpkin, but with the little, like, glittery, sprinkly, oh, sugary yeah. on top. Yeah. Those are amazing. I can actually go for one of those right now. <laughs> I did come across something now. This is, this is kind of new to me. It just This just blew my mind. But you make, like, a body made entirely... You have a meat and cheese plate made to look like a body. And I love this. It's like a skeleton, like a torso. You can even have ribs as ribs. And I saw, like, sausages as, like, the intestines. And it's just the most delicious-looking corpse I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm jealous I didn't think of this. That's great. Yeah. Uh... Who, who did you know who made this? I want to look it up. Oh no! I ju- just Google Halloween food ideas and uh, Google image it, and you will see there's one where they actually they, they had the the rack of ribs and the skull. I came across one where it was like the whole body was made out of ring bologna, and like that's what my body looks like. <laughs> you you are a very handsome and sweet boy, Squeezer. Yes, but I wear if I were to take my shirt off, I would look like an entire potty uh, an entire pile of sliced ring bologna. I don't believe that. Oh, yeah? All right, I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I will see you tomorrow morning, but... In which I'm happy about, but... I don't believe in right. bologna. You get to see my ring bologna body. Very handsome body. Um, so, yeah, Halloween foods. The, the special foods. Uh, and let us know if they still bought for apples, because I want to buy... Should we... Should, Tomorrow to celebrate Halloween, we're having a Halloween show for the one show we produce. Should we get a bucket of a big bucket of water and some apples and bob for some apples? Can we just have like the entire show, kind of like an Ed McMahon thing on the side, where we just have one guy bobbing for apples the entire time? Could be our friend Jake. Can we waterboard him yes. for apples? Perfect. It isn't. Is that's kind of what that is now, huh? Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that, <laughs> yes, bobbing for apples became waterboarding. Became waterboarding. All right, speaking of horrible things, here is my next pet. This Halloween, it's unleashed. Hello? Hello? Someone there? It's with food. You can Okay, so about 15 years ago, Squeeze, Mountain Dew released a Halloween edition Dew, and I remember seeing it. It was in 2004 when I still would drink things with sugar in them, and uh, it was called Pitch Black, and it was dark. It was like almost pitch black, and it was grape flavored, and I'm a huge grape fan, so as soon as I saw this, I had to pick it up. And uh, uh, give it a try, and it was delicious. It was it became my favorite uh, Mountain Dew ever, not just because it was great, but also because it was like Halloween flavored. Or what Halloween. does Halloween taste like? I I didn't mean Halloween flavored. I meant not great flavored Halloween themed squeezer. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm not as dumb as I look. Um, mm. and it's wrong. I am. Uh, so. This was uh, uh, a pretty cool throwback. Um, the the fact that they re in the last three years, I think they re-released every like exclusive drink that no one ever thought was going to come back out again, like Crystal Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's like, "Bring it back! Bring it back! It's never coming back! It's back!" Ecto Cooler, uh, Mountain Dew, Pitch Black. All these things, um, no one ever thought was going to come back. We're going to come back. Nostalgia is a powerful marketing device. It's what works for us. Uh, they've also had, like, if you think of all the, they had, they've had a whiteout. So this is the exact opposite. So um, they first released it as a Slurpee in 2000, re-released as a Slurpee in 2006 and called it Pitch oh, Black 2. Slurpees are awesome. Um and then they really released it as a soda again in 2011 and <laughs> backed by popular Do Man. Oh, I see what you did there. And then in 2016, it was part of the Decision contest and it won over Baja Pla Blast and became the permanent edition in New York. I'm, I mean, not New York, in the United States. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's getting late. Um, so it's, it's currently here to stay, so they say here in uh, in uh, states. So there's tons of Mountain Dew flavors out there, but uh, Pitch Black and the 2004 original release being Halloween, a, a Halloween-only edition was pretty cool. So Mountain Dew, Pitch Black, Halloween Soda, that's my next pick. Uh, squeeze, here is your next pick. I'm scared. this TV spot. What was it? Uh, it was for Paranormal Activity 3. Oh. Which came out, I think, 2011. And so after the girls, like, leave the room, you just see, like, the silhouette 
of the whatever it is in, in the mirror, and okay. it just freaked me the hell out. Yeah, it would freak me out too. Uh, yeah, not not my not my cup of tea. I was scared of it then, as I was even then. Then going back to being a little kid and not wanting to even say the word Mary in a bathroom that was dark with a mirror in it. But other kids did. Did you? Oh yeah. You did it. Oh yeah. Did it work? Nah. Uh, she didn't come and like rip your face off. Unfortunately, no. Did you see your future husband? No. It was... You sure about that? Well, I didn't see you, so. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, the legend of Bloody Mary. Uh I mean, I sure I eventually participated in it. Did you do was it three or thirteen for you? I can't remember. I for us it was three. Uh What's what do you mean? How many times you'd have to like say your name in the mirror? Like other times, so like you know, the basic one is like you go in the bathroom, you turn off the lights, you spin around, look in the mirror, and, and you just say your name three times, and like all of a sudden, this uh, demon, witch, spirit, death, whatever you want to call it, is going to appear in the mirror, and they can be benevolent and be like, Hey, how's it going? or uh, uh, also uh, rip your face off. You know, or take your soul. So it's dealer's choice. Not dealer's. Uh, yeah, I guess dealer's choice would be correct. Well, are you dealing, or is the no, mere dealing? Bloody Mary's dealing the pain. Bloody Mary's. Dealing. Yeah, I guess it's up to them, unless it's based off of some other crazy shit that you did and you had it coming. But okay. Uh, also, it goes back to like you would. Uh, there was a time where you were supposed to like it was for young women to do. Um, and, like, you would walk backwards up the stairs with a candle and, like, look in the mirror, and then you would see your your husband. But if you saw, like, the Bloody Mary or the skull or death, then that means you're going to die before you would get married, which back then was probably pretty reasonable. Uh, that's what you did. Uh, I, I, I checked, and I wasn't sure if this was true or not. So I went on Snopes, and now they consider this a legend. That doesn't mean it's not true. True. Because they don't say that's not true. Or they don't claim it's false. Just right. that's a legend. Okay. So there could be something to this. Oh, all right. All right. So I... If Snopes I, doesn't if say someone it's... else wants to go out there and do it, I like, believe it or not, it's not the greatest work of art out there. But I like my face. I... It, it, I, it's a, you're a handsome, sweet boy. Thank you. I, I just... I, like I really don't want it ripped off right now. Right. Uh, uh, rules vary. There is like a whole bunch of like ritual and stuff to it too, where you're supposed to say all kinds of different stuff to her. Uh, I and I guess we kids were really in this, and it was one of those things where you would get like groups of you together, um, particularly like elementary school too. It was probably like fourth grade. Third, fourth grade, I remember this being a thing in, like, fifth grade. And uh, you would, you know, get a group of kids and you'd go to the bathroom and, like, do this together. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, uh, chanting Bloody Mary in the mirror. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah, that's what we did. (laughs) Uh, There's some misconceptions 
that was actually tied to Mary the First of England. Okay. And it, it's a possibility, and you know, some people, you know, associate it with that. Uh, others say that it was uh, Elizabeth Bethany, who is considered the most prolific female serial killer of all time. Uh, or others, a uh, more uh, Freudian kind of way of looking wait, at wait, it is... Wait, 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 back up, back up. What? So a female serial killer is the most prolific? Uh, most prolific female serial killer. Oh, I was going to say, because aren't most serial killers men? Well, yes, but you could also argue that, like, you know, Genghis Khan was a serial killer, but, you know. He was a man? Yes. But, you know, I mean, it depends what you call a serial killer. But, I mean, she has, like, uh, I think somewhere between 50 to 80 confirmed kills, but rumors of up to 650. Well, yeah, of course a woman would be more efficient than a man. That makes sense. You know, also, that she could have been completely railroaded and none of it was true because she inherited her husband's estate and they wanted her land. That's also a possibility. Oh, yeah. Well, that takes But most likely, that, yeah, she was... Also, the legend of her came out that she would bathe in the blood of her... She would kill young women and then bathe in their blood to preserve her uh, uh, youth. Okay. That, that That's not true. That wasn't written until, like, the 1800s. Uh, anywho, uh, in a more Freudian way, they, they think a lot of it has to do with a uh, young woman's coming of age... Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah, so, yeah. So that, that's why I that's why I didn't do it because because of that, not because I was a scaredy pants. You didn't want to bring on your period? No. No. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh all right. Well, good pick. That was super spooky shit. Uh here's my last pick. Squeeze. Kids, come meet your new sitter. Looks like a good time to check out Burger King. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> nice costume. I'm so scared. <sighs> Universal Studios monsters are on the loose. You can get one toy and glow-in-the-dark sticker inside every kids' club meal at Burger King. Wow, really nice costume. Burger King Kids Club. Great food, cool stuff, kids only. So, um, specific, this was for a 1997 Burger King Kids Club gave out those Universal Monster action figures. But this is a more of a broad uh, remembrance of how the Universal Monsters became huge again in the 1990s. Bear up, squeeze, you there? Sorry, I hiccup. Oh, okay. I'm uh, listening, yes. Yeah, so the Universal Monsters uh, existed in... Um, the 1930s and finished up kind of in the 1950s. We're talking Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, all those formed in Universal Studios. The Mummy? The Mummy, absolutely. They should make a movie about that, a and, new and one. The, and and the universe that. based around said Mummy. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so... In the 90s, the Universal Monsters came back in a big, bad way. And I, I kind of say this like how you know the turtles keep coming back now, even though they're big in the like 1990s. Mm -hmm. So, like, you think 30 years later, the turtles came back. So, kind of like 
30 years after they kind of died off, the universe, 30, 40 years after they died off, the, the Universal Monsters came back. Um, and uh, so uh, MCA Universal started re-releasing all the classic monster movies on VHS with these really cool uh, box art and um, they, they were like selling really well. Uh, so they started like a merchandise frenzy for all the characters, uh, like action fig. They're on action figures. They're on uh, Pepsi. Obviously, we saw the Pepsi and Doritos ads. They released Nabisco Universal Mon- Studios Monsters cookies with Ooh. with uh, the chocolate cookies with the stamp of all the Universal Monsters. And speaking of stamps, there were stamps from the U.S. Post Office, which nothing says '90s like a stamp collect, like a, 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 a iconic stamp collection. I had to st- I had the stamp collecting book. Yeah, yeah, there were these figures. There were bobbleheads. There, everything was Universal Monsters. Uh, you remember this uh, craze, Squeezer, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was, I would say I was fairly all in. Yeah, I mean, what what's not to be in about? And it's like I didn't need anything new, though. You know, like I actually liked. Uh, you you kind of felt like, ooh, I'm a fancy pants kid. I'm watching this movie in black and white. Um, well, also, they, my grandfather would have me, like, he would watch them and stuff. So I would, they, they I also would check them out. So, like, for me, it was like, oh, this is cool. I've seen these before. Now it, it's kind of coming back. They also started like remaking the movies, as Hollywood tends to, with Bram mm-hmm. Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And then it kind, and then they did the Mummy series with, with uh, Brendan Fraser and eventually The Rock, and which makes me wonder. Uh, remember the the monster Universal Monsters candy? It was kind of the same candy as um, uh, candy cigarettes, but it was like a stick with a red imprint of the monster on it. It was like a stick of gum. <laughs> yeah. And they were in like a little box, like the cigarettes, but a small box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a there was a Halloween candy I would often get back in the day, like that. There's just so much like like Universal monster stuff from back in the day. They were they were really big and uh, also down at Universal Studios. I remember seeing them like all over the place, and that was a yeah. You know, that was even in the ad too. I think wasn't it like Frankenstein oh, was yeah. actually in oh, the commercial? Absolutely, yeah, we were down there and uh, we didn't see a lot of that. Um, I was you know it was more the everything else. Every fucking thing else. But, uh, yeah, Universal Monsters. I'm waiting for them to really bring them back correctly again. Another resurgence. We're about 30, 40 years from their last resurgence. And speaking of Ninja Turtles. Do you think it's going to happen with the disaster? I mean, they got the right. You can still. I I don't think they're going to do the dark. They've already canceled the dark universe. But someone's going to come along and write a good Dracula movie. And, and make it a bit campy, and, mm-hmm. and eventually they'll be realize how they can tie them all in together. Um, and speaking of Ninja Turtles, remember the Universal Studios monsters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, um, Mikey was uh, Frankenstein. Leo oh, yeah, yeah. was the Wolfman. Don was Dracula, and Raph was the mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Playmates really went out of control in a good way. Uh, big, oh, yeah. Big bad way with them. With those turtles figures, but yeah, so the resurgence of Universal Monsters, 
my last pick on this fantastic voyage we are taking through Halloween. Squeezer, are you ready for your last pick? Uh-huh. Here we go. Where are we? Deep, deep in the black woods, near the cemetery beyond the old photo hut. Peppa. Sorry. I no longer care. What, what was that? that? Oh, just a twig snapping. <laughs> Wait up, Philbert. Look! There's the old photo hut! Hey, look behind you. <laughs> the Hoppingation! Uh, look out for the Hopping Hessian. The Hopping Hessian, huh? Is, is there any show more irreverent? This, nothing about Rocco's Modern Life has to ever make sense. No, absolutely and, not. And they doubled down on the Halloween episode. Yeah. With, uh, Sugar Frosted Fright. And then uh, split with uh, Ed's Dead, which I'll get into. Uh, Sugar Frosted Fright. So... Uh, Rocco and Heifer are getting ready to go out trick-or-treating. And uh, Heifer is uh, the Hopping Hessian, and which is a, a ghost of a Revolutionary War German soldier with one leg. Of course. And Rocco is really, really big man, which really pays off when he goes trick-or-treating and they kick Rocco out because he was already there. And it's because really, really big man is trick-or-treating as Rocco. Of course. Uh, and then so they take Filbert out trick-or-treating. It's Filbert's first time because his parents, when he was a young turtle, used to go to parties and leave him with his aunt, who she was born in a tank, but then stayed in the tank for the rest of her life. But yet, like, the tank still grew with her, and it's just a hilarious image of, like, a giant ant-like turtle in a giant fish tank. Anyway, she explained to Filbert that uh, candy was drugs. So that's why he had never had candy. Right. And finally, in this episode, Rocco gives—they go trick-or-treating, and they give Filbert his first piece of trick-or-treat candy. And he basically trips balls. Oh. uh, And just goes and starts ransacking houses— stealing people's candy, just eating boxes of sugar. Uh, and there's a great uh, uh, a parody where they uh, basically do, uh, from Fantasia, A Night on Bald Mountain, but with Filbert tripping balls on sugar. And then it results in him passed out in the cemetery eating a tombstone, um, and then Rocco and Heifer have to go get him, but... It's on the other side of the old abandoned photo booth, which you never p- cross the abandoned photo booth because that's where the Hopping Hessian is. Mm-hmm. And that's what you hear there is when the Hopping Hessian arrives. Now, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but it ends with uh, a, another reference. You think they die. Also, it's bookended by a... Uh, uh, like a Twilight Zone-esque introduction. Uh, and then it then ends up a Christmas Carol parody of Filbert asking what day it is. And uh, going to the house and finding out the Hopping Hessian is actually 
just an old friend of Gordon. Do you remember Gordon? He's the the foot that sounds like uh, Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. Uh, and it turns out that uh, the Hopping Hessian is just some guy that's down on his luck that he helps out. And so they scare people on Halloween. And the Hopping Hessian actually really just sounds like Ed McMahon because he just goes, yes. So Filbert walks in on them looking at last year's photos. And uh, they're all just hanging around. It, it doesn't explain anything. It makes no sense. There's no reason for, like, any of the story to have existed. There's no, like, real climax. There's no falling action. It's just Rocco's modern life at its greatest. But it, it ends with Philbert, the real cliffhanger um, just looking at them going, wait a second. Who took that picture? And realizing that they're all in the photo together. Right. Now, it's a cartoon. It doesn't, no one thinks about that. But it really broke, it was more of a breaking down the fourth wall to make a joke in on itself. And at the same time, make that the thing that is scary about the episode. I absolutely love this one. I, I just watched it last night getting ready for the show because it, it it really is like quintessential Rocco. <laughs> I said, just nothing makes sense. It's just over the top, ridiculous. Wait, quintessential Rocco. Nothing makes sense. Over the top, ridiculous. Are we talking yeah, about the yeah, show? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing as I was watching it. Uh, okay. We love you, Rocco. Uh, uh, now, it's a two-parter because, <laughs> you know, they're 15 minutes. Uh, and the second one is Ed's Dead, which is a Hitchcock parody. And it clearly is because it even opens up with Heifer doing the Alfred Hitchcock Presents introduction. Which got me thinking. So this was 1995. Uh, like 30 years or more since Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, so you and I know, and... A lot of other kids are guys, people, men, women. I guess we're in our 30s, so I guess they're men and women now. Like, we know what Alfred Hitchcock is and what Alfred Hitchcock presents is. Yeah. Maybe it's because it was on, like, Nick at Night. Yeah. But we, we know what it is. Like, would any kid now, do you think, like, is there a place for them? Like, is there a reference point? <laughs> like, to even get that reference? What's that? Like, like for a kid now to get an Alfred Hitchcock Presents joke. I mean, it's aired on old channels, and it's on Hulu. And, um, right. like, if they watch Black Mirror and maybe want to look look for what inspired it. Mm-hmm. But you really got to go deep. Yeah, but it's... Like there's you got to put an effort in. Yeah, there's, there's still a way to get there. Yeah, there's a way to get there. And I think kids are a lot smarter and more interested in shit than people give them credit for. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I was thinking, it's like, wow, most, like, I just assume everyone gets that reference. But probably a lot of people don't anymore. Right. Um, Which then leads to um, basically a parody of uh, Rear Window in which Rocco thinks he sees uh, Mrs. Bighead murder Mr. Bighead and then it becomes uh, him trying to uncover what happened to him. Uh, and also there's some uh, a psycho parody down in the basement where Rocco spins the chair around, but it just turns out to be uh, 
uh, Earl the Bulldog instead of uh, the body. Uh, and then, yeah, again, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's more uh, Hitchcock-y, Twilight Zone-y uh, kind of one. And there's another great uh, little use of, uh, like, montage stuff that's, that's pretty funny. But uh, to me, Sugar Frosted Frights is still number one. When, when you kind of go, when you're kind of parodying a uh, another known property for Halloween, it kind of that is what it is, and you're kind of you stuck kind of going with those rules. Whereas uh, Sugar Frosted Frights was just full on, just ridiculous, unnecessary, mindless Rocco. Mindless, unnecessarily mindless Rocco. <laughs> in, in in the best way possible. Best way possible. If you if you have to go and, and start making a new Halloween tradition, watching make sure you don't uh, leave out uh, Rocco's Modern Life. What the hell was it? Season three, episode three. Uh, if you if you're gonna watch like Charlie Brown and all that shit and uh, you know Ghostbusters, etc. If you're gonna do like a whole uh, a celebration of Halloween cartoon specials in the nineties. Do not forget to uh, put Rocco's Modern Life on there. Well, these were good picks, Squeeze. Uh, we, t- we talked a lot about random stuff. This was all over the place, and, and that's what we wanted from our uh, Halloween trick-or-treat bag of Halloween goodness. This is our last Halloween episode of 2018. We hope you enjoyed Aww. it. And we'll be back next week with some more Rad Years nostalgia leading up to our 100th episode. Episode 99. Yeah. No, 98's next week. Oh. No, is it? No. This is 98 now. This is 98 now. We did 95. Yeah, next week is 99. And then 100. 98. Yeah. Next week's 99. And uh, we got a lot coming at you going through the new year. If you like this episode and you want to give us a, uh, some shout back, rmrk at radyears.com. He's squeezer at radyears.com. Like us on Instagram at the rad years with underscores in between every word. Go on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and rate and review us. That's the easiest way to let other people find out about us. And make sure to tune in next week for another Rad Years podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. And we'll be back next week. Oh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.